Jenny. <laughs> it's one of the dumbest jokes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's fucking killing me. Jenny. I'm here for you, Jenny. I love you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay, that was good. That was a good way to start. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Contagious Curiosity with Kat and Lainey. I am Lainey. And I am Kat. And you know what we did? We did a classic, Cat and Laney, and we um, made a decision. We made a plan. We tried to execute that plan. And while executing mm-hmm, the plan, mm-hmm. we looked at each other and went, this is bad. Yeah, this isn't good at all. This isn't good at all. <laughs> this is not quality. Um, I screamed and I so- screamed from the bathroom <laughs> while, I was, while I was peeing. Uh, this is not on brand. And then we just... <laughs> We just scrapped it. I kept screaming it too because I didn't know if she heard me. And so, oh, and I, came, I heard it from the first one. And I came back into the room and I was like, "Well, did, did you did you hear me? It's not on brand. It's <laughs> this is not on brand." So, um, if you have followed our social media for a short time, you may not have have realized this, but if you've been there for a little bit, uh, you might have noticed by now that sometimes we say things and then have zero follow through. Well, so- <laughs> and to be honest. Um, it's it's because we like to keep you on your toes, uh, exactly, and keep your expectations it's all for your and keep your expectations low because you don't want them to get too high in general. Let's be honest, because then no. disappointment ensues. And the previous episode was about coping skills, and I think we're doing just fine. We're doing great. Yeah, Speak- we're doing amazing. It definitely didn't, you know, getting into it and analyzing ourselves more <laughs> and really talking about it make me feel worse in any way. Um, I just remember at some point I was just like, well, this is very relatable. And then I kept saying something and every, every five sentences, I was like, wow, that's, um, it's a little too relatable. Anyways, uh, what are you drinking today? Oh, hold on. No, one of my, keep, keeping, scratching open this open wound of the things that we haven't done, um, is my favorite part of recording. Because we did this last night. We recorded last night and, and came to the conclusion it was... <clears throat> it was no good. It was just no good. And every time it was supposed to be a discussion of going, you know, like we were going to talk about like the 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 key archetypes of different coping skills and then Kat and I were going to discuss our own and kind of how we go through it. And every time Kat would ask me how mine were and then immediately skip over to the next question and not answer many of your coping skills or what <laughs> oh, you me? do for those things. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> so what are your problems? And you're like, and moving on. And like, you, know, like, you were even doing it like consciously. You're just not answering after you talked about some of them. And then you're like, all right, we're, and then just like kept asking me questions. I was like, all right. That's really that's something that I should I need to reflect on that because I do remember you talking a lot and I like I was asking you questions. It was almost like I was interviewing you in a lot of ways. Yeah. It was almost trying it was like I was therapizing you. And but but not in a good way because I wasn't doing good at it. I was just listening but like and then I, I think you're right because I don't it felt relatable though. I'll tell you that. Maybe that's why I just needed to move past it. I didn't need to talk about it. Speaking of which, avoidant behavior, which was one, of, yeah. which was, which was. I think one now of that them. we kind of touched on it the first time, if we ever do go back to it, because it is a very interesting topic. I feel like, but I think maybe we were 
not organized or maybe I was not organized enough in my thoughts to have it be more um, enjoyable to listen to instead of basically me just talking about my, my problems. Well, it, first of all, first of all, you weren't talking about your pro- I don't remember it being like that at all. I still have the recording. Well, from my, mm. from my end. Well, no, I have yours too. I saved the whole thing. No, did you, you didn't know. No, you never nope, sent it to we me. We didn't. We deleted all of it. We deleted it. Oh, God. Wow. We just went ahead and just washed that right away <gasps> from the face of the earth. take that away. Never have to be talked about again, except while recording, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. It's more, so, it's more of the overview. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. So this today we are doing something completely different. We're doing something a little more lighthearted and goofy and silly. We're going to get into some weird recent news stories of the day kind of check in what's going on with the world on the oddball side and gotta admit some of one of mine is not necessarily odd it's just fucking cute it's cute and i'm happy about it and i'm gonna talk about it so yeah when we get into it but i this week am drinking a espresso martini because Mm. i have all of the ingredients and it sounded delicious and it's one of my favorite drinks on the face of the planet so it's got some tito's vodka in there i got some cold brew coffee so it's not uh technically espresso but it is cold brew coffee um a little bit of kalua and then some simple syrup to make it nice and sweet and a little dash of cream yeah it literally looks like you're just drinking dirt water I love it. Oh, yes. No, it looks like an Austin Powers when he drinks the the shit and thinks it's coffee. But it tastes delicious. So that's all that matters. You don't know what that shit tastes like. <laughs> you don't know. So I myself uh, kept it kept it real classy here in San Diego with some Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, a nice 16-ounce can. Um, there's about i would say that you know it five percent alcohol but fifty percent water um mm, good, delicious good for the soul keeps you hydrated and if you drink enough of them you get a stomach ache and a little a little buzzed yeah you might you might get buzzed but i'm just doing <laughs> i'm just doing the one for this evening maybe there's, there's a second one cracked we'll see how far we get i wanted to keep it easy you have two open well yeah i didn't want to make the sound like Ah, and oh, but it's so good. I love the sound. I don't know what I'm trying to do there. So, well, you avoided you avoided doing an the actual sound, but now we've done it like twelve times with our mouths. So, post post edit can always happen, (laughs) but it won't. Like it, it won't. It won't. (laughs) (laughs) I like to keep things authentic. I like to I like to expose my breasts and wiggle them around counterclockwise in public. You know, that's how I present myself. Yeah. I feel like you just needed to get that off your chest. I did. I had the, had the image earlier after we <laughs> saw the news story. We saw a news story um, about a, a, a college um, student who, who's graduating with her master's degree. And she wanted to prove that she was more than just like uh, her body by posing nude something of that sort was she was more than just yeah more than just like her body or her physical body um and she posed nude on her college campus and it didn't go over so well but it's a shock so shocking is that a a tiny creature whining yes it is i heard yeah oh i think it's because little winner free i think it's because romeo's sleeping and it's hot in here and (laughs) sweet little sweet little bean sweet little sprout she's so cute yeah. I'm so jealous. You'll see her All soon. All right. So, 
getting in to the weirdness. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the lead here and start this off because this is not a weird this is not weird news. It's really not. I am just so excited about it that I needed to talk about it. Um, and it may be not be that exciting for other people. But my favorite little water horse, Fiona the Hippo, is now a big sister. She oh. is... Uh, no! It, I've been following her for a while. And the Cincinnati Zoo said that the 23-year-old BB, the hippo, gave birth to a new calf at approximately 10 p.m. Wednesday. So this was last night. Um, and is so unbelievably cute but we still don't know what sex uh the calf is yet when do they know um, i don't i think they're, they're you know they'll know when they know i feel, feel like they're giving them time uh, to like yes. bond right now and not trying to have so much human interaction um somebody at the at the zoo said that bb and the baby yet to be named will spend the next two weeks bonding behind the scenes uh christina gorsuch 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 there we go. Gorch. Words. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Christina Gorsch, the Cincinnati Zoo's director of animal care. A female would take her newborn away from the bloat, which is what, like, a herd or a grouping of hippos. Stop it. It's called a bloat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so goodness the, gracious. In the wild, females would usually take them away for about that time. Um, and they try to give BB the choice to do what feels natural to her. So it'll spend a little while, it'll still be a little while before zoo goers will be able to lay eyes on the new member of the zoo's bloat. But it is my dream <laughs> to someday be able to go to, to Ohio and finally see Fiona and her new sibling someday. I want to so badly. I've never seen, I've, I've, we saw hippos. We, yeah, we did see hippos in Florida, didn't we? We did see, yeah, yeah we got a really rare sight. Remember, because the, the hippos were out of the water and actually standing on land. Yes. Which they I got pictures of that. See. So when we went on the <gasps> safari. I lost all those pictures. You lost all those pictures. I have some pictures I can send to I you. I think I sent them all to you anyways. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that realization. So I've been, I've actually been following the growth and life of Fiona since she was born because she wasn't expected to survive after she was born six weeks too early and way too small to even stand so, or like nurse from her mother. And it was very touch and go for a while, but that little babe pulled through and is loved by millions all across the world. The care team at the Cincinnati Zoo worked around the clock for over two years to make sure that she didn't only survive, but that she also thrived. And she's still a huge attraction to the zoo and is a symbol of perseverance and hope to a whole bunch of people. Yeah, she is. And she's she's a little small, but she's so cute. And they the if you have an Instagram, I highly suggest following the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden because they post videos and updates of Fiona all the time, and especially around her birthdays. But they also post awesome videos of all the animals. There's a little porcupine that I follow for a while that he's he's so freaking cute. He's the one that I can't remember what kind of porcupine, but it's one of the big fuzzy nose. You know, they're mostly, I, like, tannish and white, and they got that big, chunky, fuzzy little yes, nose. And yes. Like, cuddle them. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but hippos are actually extremely dangerous. Like, oh, most definitely. Delicious. Well, they're terrifying. Yeah. The whole hungry, hungry hippos is kind of a, a joke on, on, it's like a cruel joke. Because if you ever come face to face with a hippo, you're you're in the water. Yeah, you're I'm not. Yeah, it. you're not. You're not getting out easily. The, all it one chomp. How much they have of muscle? Yeah, oh, they 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 can literally just crush bone with one single jaw sweep. 
Yeah, they don't have many teeth. They got like the the like big old like big growing tusk like like teeth that and grow. The they don't have many, but that jaw strength will crush you. Oh, but they're so cute. And those little ears when they're just above the water, and they wiggle their little ears. Oh, I love them so much. When they wiggle their ears, do you think that that's because there's flies on them? Probably. All right. Maybe water in them. So the jaw strength of a hippo is 1,800 PSI. Okay, you ready for Jesus this? Jesus Christ. When you're testing the pressure in your tire, normal, like normally it's between like, what is it, uh, 25 and 45 or something like, like that? Yeah. Mine's roughly like around 32. Yeah. Yeah, this is 1,800 PSI. It brings me back to when Damn. I was plumbing too. That's that that that's that that's 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 building pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my that's my first news story. Is Fiona the hippo now big sister? Did they name her yet? Did you say that her name yet? No, they they don't know oh, if it's a girl or a boy. Remember, well, you can just give it a in the day and age of kind of ambiguity just a, a fluid name yeah yeah but i feel like they want they're just waiting waiting to get to know him all the videos and like pictures he's all covered in. i'm calling it a he but it is covered in blood and just like but it's so cute just like <laughs> tromping around like learning how to walk just blood all over do the they floor just from hippo birth do they just come right out walking i mean it takes like a, a few like I don't know, like an hour or so, or maybe a little more. Well, now hippos. I don't know the exact, but it, it they they do start walking pretty and, pretty soon. And hippos don't breathe underwater, water, right? They just can hold a, mm-hmm. a, a tremendous amount of air, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why when they come up, it's like their nostrils are on top of their face, so they're like, oh, that's not right up, yeah. and keep and then and then the wiggle and then the and then the ear wiggle as as you said. Yes. Oh, so cute. I love hippos so much. Although, have you ever, did you ever hear about that when the cannibals, I mean, cannibals, when the hippos became cannibalistic in that one part of Africa because there was some, like, brain rotty disease or parasite being passed around and they were feeding off of other dead hippos? No, no, like, I did hippos not. Hippos would die and bloat in the water that. and then other ones would, like, come up and eat away at it. It was real bad. It's terrifying. That's scary as shit, bro. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was very odd. It's like maybe 10. 15 years ago. Scary stuff. That was 10, only 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. No, it was, it was, I mean, it was a while ago, but not like ancient history. I'm gonna write, all I'm right, ri- what you got? I'm writing that one down. I'm gonna look that up. So, cannibal hippos. So, I have, I have a, a few, a few titles that I want to talk about this evening. Some of them, now mind you, these are current events as well. So, like, we're not, we're not pulling in from an archive of something here. Like, this is what's going on in your world. Ladies and gentlemen, um, not all I'd say within the past like two months. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep mine within the two months. Okay, N- not all of it is um, in like insanely crazy, but a lot of it is just kind of well, it puts it in its place, and that's why it's here. So, start with the title: British cinema chain offers redheads free tickets during the heat wave. <laughs> Get those fuckers out of the sun! Right. Get them in a dark hole. Get them in a dark hole, an air-conditioned hole. So this one, this one came from (laughs) the Huffington Post, um, and the article reads: Showcase cinemas in the United Kingdom offer redheads free admission to escape the current heat wave. The company publicized its unconventional promotion Friday on Instagram. Free tickets for redheads on the hottest days ever, the caption read. Oh my god. While, while certainly cheeky and unorthodox, the promotion couldn't have come at a better time. Temperatures have soared to dangerous levels across Europe this week. 
Hundreds of people in France, Spain, Britain, Portugal have already died from heat-related causes. Britain recorded, recorded its hottest day in history Tuesday with a staggering temperature Jesus. that reached a total of 104.4 degrees Fahrenheit in Britain. According to CNBC, firefighters already responded to several fires across London Tuesday and the Met Office. The UK's weather service issued a red uh, extreme heat warning that urged people to stay indoors. So the movie theater is saying redheads come in out of the heat. Yeah, but just, get in this dark hole. But just redheads. That's fantastic. But just redheads. Because you can't offer free you can't offer free tickets to everybody, so No. But you gotta offer them to the most susceptible. Yeah. And they are in a red heat warning, so I think that they were just being a little coy. But yeah. That's fantastic. So that's going on in current events. And by the way, if you hear any heavy breathing, I swear it's not me. It's my my, my pity mastiff mix. It's hot and uh, my fans it's off. Very hot. Yeah, and speaking it's, of heat waves yeah it was 97 degrees here today i think it was 97 96 it was around 95 96 when i went on my lunch break today yep yeah it was a lot man it was a lot there was a week living when i was living in california when it was between like 100 and like 10 and 114 for a week straight and that's when the air conditioner died and you know me in the heat we don't get along we do not get along that was the day and my brother still had his um his Newfoundland dog and oh. all of his hair when you're sweaty and he's he just sheds hair. He's nothing but a but big, it's like giant sticky walking. hair it's all exactly. Over so you. it's all over you and you like could feel it just like in my nostrils and face. And I was just sitting on the couch and my brother looks at me. He's like, "What are you crying?" And I was just like, <laughs> "I get so miserable." <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, oh shit! <laughs> what are you crying?" <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was just like, oh, fuck. And actually, like, we opened, ended up, it was cooler outside than it was in the house. And, oh, it was awful. Miserable. Yeah. There's a reason I don't live. I do want to point out, Coast. I do want to point out that my big dog is with my most antisocial cat on the same bed about a foot away from one another right now. That's how hot it is. Like, they don't, yeah. they don't even give a shit. Like, <laughs> Mojo's laying there and she's like, I'm not getting up. He's, he's either going to move or, you know what, I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Leave me alone. But it's cute. This is a good moment. This is a good moment. I use heat waves and things like this to convince my boyfriend that we need a king size bed because he runs like a freaking furnace. He's just always so hot. So hot. I made the mistake of his like foot brushed up against my foot last night. I was like, ah, it's like a tree frog. He's just like, are you calling me a tree frog? I was like, no, your skin has tree frog like tendencies. It's sticky. Or quality. It's like, it's like, it's just so sticky. Like he could like climb on glass and just stay there forever. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's my flesh. That's my flesh. That's what it feels like right now. I feel like I should be in fucking Star Trek. Like, I honestly like I, I I am my my I'm warm I am a furnace myself and I run on coal, and it's just constantly burning and so I can't I understand your pain except I've always had partners that have shared a full size bed with me imagine how awful yeah, that must be I don't be. know how you do it yeah I don't know how you do I don't it. know how they did it either that's probably why they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame. Uh, I have no shame. Self-deprecation will always make me laugh. Literally, as um, uh, right as my last boyfriend, when we split up, I was just taking a new uh, an asthma medication, which helped me 
like not snore at night and I just remember being so proud and I was like I was like honey I've been taking my my inhalers and I'm not snoring at night this is great and then he left anyways you know but yeah yeah I mean it's been good though it's maybe right. a little column a little column b yeah, a little column a little column b <laughs> what is it it's sweet d jokes on me <laughs> oh god oh okay so what have you got? Was, so what have you got? Okay. Yeah. All right. Heat stroke. So I got in, this in story from NPR by uh, Dustin Jones wrote this. is about Greenland. Yeah, or it's where I got my information for this. So oceanic researchers off the coast of Belize were tagging tiger sharks when they were surprised by the appearance of a Greenland shark. It was such a shock because it was originally believed that these sharks only dwelled in the Arctic, but is now apparent that they can survive in tropics as well. The team of scientists thought the shark was dead when they finally hauled it to the surface. Unlike the tiger sharks they were after, this particular shark had black, worn-looking skin and pale blue eyes. Devonshi Kasana, a PhD candidate at the Florida International University Predator Ecolo- Ecology and Conservation Lab, whew, just a little bit of a mouthful, said the shark looked, quote, really, really old. <laughs> Scientific phrasing, just in case you're wondering. That's the term, very, very old. It was just very surprising and confusing, she said. As soon as it entered our field of vision, we saw this black figure that was getting bigger and bigger. When it came to the surface, none of the crew, with all of their combined fishing experience, had seen anything like it. Scientists have more questions than answers when it comes to Greenland shark. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, these sharks are the longest living vertebrates on the planet, living possibly more than 500 years and that's just an estimate because there's no real definite way to determine their age the reason they live to be so old may have something to do with their speed of life which is slow very very slow greenland sharks grow approximately one third of an inch every year and can grow to more than 20 feet in length all right yeah that's insane makes you think of a tree in the desert (laughs) can you also it's a shark can you also imagine the (coughs) oh gosh i'm sorry (laughs) swallowed my spit pretty hard there wasn't even drinking (laughs) 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 they've seen they they've seen the era of ships you know of true ships of of wooden wooden like just cannon firing ships beautiful beautiful things and just watch them just crumble into the ocean how far do they travel actually do they stay do they stay would, in, would you mean like how far around the world yeah, they travel or, or how far down how far around the world do they travel do they stay pretty local to a certain well area? that's what's crazy is the, yeah originally originally everybody thought that they just stayed in the arctic but belize is the opposite of the arctic and so that they're realizing that they can stay in tropic waters as well. They just have to be super deep. Right. Yeah. yeah so this is right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, researchers also believe that sharks don't reach sexual maturity until sometime after their first hundred years of life. Oh. Yeah. So the fact that there are any, it's fucking nuts. According to Kasana, some scientists have theorized that the Greenland shark can be found across the globe if one knows where to look. They love cold water, which is why they found the ar- they're found in the Arctic. 
However, they've also been discovered as far south as off the coast of Georgia, thousands of feet beneath the ocean surface. The theory is that the closer the sharks are to the equator, the deeper researchers have to go to find them. Right. And yeah. they go deep, over 7,000 feet down. And that's according to NOAA, which is the... Think of the pressure. Uh, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Yeah. 7,000 feet. Are these the ones that have those really weird eyes? Um, I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. They're super pale. They're very pale blue, they said. I think... So, yeah. That was that was the cool story. That is a cool story. <laughs> cool story, bro. Hold on here. I have to just make me a sandwich. Who's making you a sandwich? <laughs> That's always what people would say. Cool story, bro. Now make me a now sandwich. Now make me a sandwich. Well, I like how you have two. You started with two animal ones. I, I, I got. I, do I like. That. I have another an, animalish one too. So I do. I, mean, it's I do. All about the animals for me. I do. Ha- I do have animals. an animalish one, but I'm going to go into one. I think that a lot of folks have probably heard a little bit about. I, I guess it's all over TikTok. It's been on Instagram. I saw it there, uh, and I found this one on New York Post. I mean, and we, if we've ever visited the New York Post website, you know it's full of fun headlines. <laughs> and so the headline <laughs> the headline's pretty self-explanatory it's a story that's bomb women sues man for ten thousand dollars for standing her up on a date he lied she said after getting stood <laughs> up she finally got her date in court is how the article reads a michigan woman is raising eyebrows online after suing a man for ten thousand dollars for wait for it standing her up on a date <laughs> A clip of the wild virtual hearing during which the scorned woman got into a heated shouting match with the judge is currently blowing up online. A woman named Kashanti Short had reportedly filed a lawsuit back in 2020 in which she alleged that Richard Jordan did not show and left her on her mother's birthday and her mother had just passed away. Per legal documents obtained by TMZ, of course, this is... This is what was quoted. She sued for the accused date ditcher for inten- she acu- she sued the accused date ditcher for intentional infliction of emotional distress on the grounds that Jordan had deliberately hurt her by standing her up. So their ju- oh their my. Zoom meeting quickly devolved into a circus after Short locked horns with the judge over whether or not Jordan's romantic no-show job was a criminal offense. The judge really just kind of made it simple. You know, that's her charge no, and crime no, was yeah that's her charge that's not really something you know justifiable in this district court um and that has to be brought up in circuit court and just pretty much threw it right out and was just like that is the goofiest shit oh my god yeah yeah that yeah, was a I, good I, one I, I couldn't imagine to be that judge just like really i have to spend my time doing <laughs> this today yeah. this yeah <laughs> So, All right. So it's a, it was a doozy, but a quick one. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. I, I mean, imagine. if yeah. if being stood up is worth ten thousand dollars, every woman has her day in court. I tell you. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. Every woman. Yeah. Every man. A lot of men. Oh my gosh. I'm sure. I'm sure a, a lot, lot of, of men. People. A lot. Everybody. 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 Sometimes I wish. That was actually, yes. a law. You can't stand people up. Sometimes I wish. Right to jail. I would have. I wish I wish some people would have just stood me up because they were just shit people to meet. <laughs> Anyways, maybe just terrible people one way or another somehow influenced my life in a negative way, and I'm like, should have just fucking stood me up. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars to not show up. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd <be> love <laughs> Yeah. Make a dentist appointment and don't, don't go to that appointment. Straight to jail. Stra- straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> Believe it or not, jail. Jail. <laughs> All right. So this is a uh, NPR article that I got my information from by somebody named Kai McCain. Kai McName. A New Hampshire distillery is taking on the brave task of finding new and inventive ways of battling an invasive species near them. Tamworth Distilling and Mercantile have rolled out their now their newest whiskey called Crab Trapper that is, as the name describes, is made from green crabs. Now before you start feeling badly for these little crustaceans, they are an incredibly harmful invasive species that has plagued North America for over 200 years. Green crabs originally made their way to America on ships bound from Europe in the 1800s and have been devastating marine ecosystems ever since. Because there is such an abundance of these little bastards scooting around on the bottom floor of the ocean floor, it is going to take a lot more than just one distillery to make a difference, but the hope is that Crab Trapper Whiskey will help inform people and potentially encourage other people to come to up with creative problem-solving solutions. The immense population of green crabs is not what is most harmful about them. These greedy bottom feeders are eating up part of what makes New England such an incredible place to visit. Our yummy, yummy seafood. Dr. Gabriella Bratt, a marine biologist and fisheries specialist at the University of New Hampshire, says that, quote, They are probably one of the most successful invasive species that we have in North America, at least in the marine world. She said they can eat about 40 mussels a day, just Ooh. one crab. And so you multiply that, she says, so you multiply that by a bazillion and you have no more clams. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Bazillions. Yes. I do love that she is a, a real, like, straight up yeah. scientist. Bada bing, like, bada boom, no crabs. Yeah. <laughs> you got no clams. You got no clams. No clams. <laughs> oh, no clams. No clams. You ain't got the clams. so climate change is actually making things worse shocking i know i know our best friend climate change is actually doing some harm but warmer ocean temperatures offer more hospitable environments for the invasive invasive crab to thrive it takes only one pound of green crabs to make up every bottle of crab trapper so it is going to be a lot more work um to it's going to take a lot more work to make a dent into exterminating or lessening the threat they provide Still, Brett said that creative projects like Crab Trapper can help address the problem by raising awareness. Her own research focuses on tracking where and when green crabs molt. The idea is that if you can catch them right after they molt, mm. you can cook them like other softshell crabs and get more people to eat them. Right now, there's no commercial incentive for crabbers to harvest green crabs on, the, on a large scale enough to make an impact is what she said. Um, But she hopes that new products that use the crab, like fishing bait, whiskey, fish sauce, and more, could change all that. Whiskey is just the hook, Brad said, to get people informed. And the more people hear about it, then the more and more people who might have a really great innovative idea that we we haven't touched upon yet. Yeah. Green crab whiskey. That's... I try. Yeah, I, I try. I think we should get a bottle. It was. It's yes. I would love to. Let's get a bottle. It's described as a thinking sipping whiskey. So does a portion of the funds go so towards? It's not a mixer. Go towards like the eradication. I don't think so. I didn't see anything on that. Okay. But they are using as much, you know, well, they're, crabs as they can because it's not yeah. like crab flavored whiskey. It's like essence of crab. You know, <laughs> you don't want it to be. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I literally just thought of Crab from Harry Potter, and I thought of him like a picture, <laughs> a picture on a bottle of essence cologne. of Crab. Yes. <laughs> when Draco looks at him and sniffs him, and he's disgusted by his scent, essence oh, of God. Crab. <laughs> Another. I think that's Ron, not Draco. <laughs> Oh, yes, God, that's right. You're Harry Potter. Okay, right? hold on, though. So I just also thought of something else. I mean, me with my TV, right? Um, I thought of Finding Nemo. Mm. Now, is, I think it's Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. When they see the crabs on, like, the sewer pipe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, Are Finding those Nemo, green yeah. crabs? Be- I don't think so. Are, because I... I that, Maybe. Because that's why I always wondered why they were a different color. And they are like Maybe. a dark brownish green. But I also was like, oh. And they might be. They're small, too. Yeah. And they're <laughs> <laughs> like getting the bubbles. Hey, 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 hey. What was that? Which one? Is that the. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Becky. Yes. Becky. Oh, God. I fucking love that movie. I got to give it a go again. I, the lobsters from Maine, and he's telling the story. It's really, really far out there. Oh, how you doing there, bub? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing there, bub? Yeah, pa- passing high. So, yeah, yeah. In the middle of a story, but you gotta. Oh, how you doing there, bub? All right, continue with the story. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I mean, I now I'm yeah. now as I'm thinking about. That's good. I forgot about that one. I forgot about the lobster. Oh God. All right. So, well, speaking of animals. <clears throat> Man accused of a killing friend claims it was to stop him from summoning Sasquatch. Huffington Post. That fucker. We could have had Sasquatch. Are oh, you going to love this article? I already know I am. An Oklahoma noodler was arrested and... Re- mm. <laughs> yes! Starting off that... that starting right off. off strong. I'm right, into yeah. it. Yep, right an off o- the bat. An yes. Oklahoma noodler was arrested and reportedly confessed to killing his fishing partner claimed he did not uh, claimed he did so to stop bigfoot from coming to eat him larry doyle sanders 53 had been noodling which is a way to mm-hmm. catch catfish with your hand or your foot this is like or your leg depending uh, on who you yes. are so in case you don't know about that one oh god oh god we need to try it i want to so need to desperately it. i want to go noodling so badly i've been saying that for a very long time i think it looks like so much freaking fun i'll probably scream a whole lot but it is gonna be a good time it does look like a lot I mean, of fun it does look so like much fun. fun so all right so <laughs> he'd been going noodling with his friend and his friend is jimmy knighton also 53 and along the south canadian river the potonic on in potonic county on saturday according to ktn larry claimed that while at the river he discovered jimmy intended to feed him to sasquatch an affidavit cited by NBC News said that Larry indicated Jimmy attempted to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations told KFOR that Sanders thought Knighton basically tricked him into being out there and that the two fought for over an hour. Sanders allegedly choked Knighton to death near the river, then went home, confessed to his daughter, who was dating Knighton's son. He appeared oh to God. be under the influence of something, Sheriff John Christian told KTEN. His statement was that Mr. Knighton had summoned Bigfoot to come and kill him, and that's why he oh had my. to kill Mr. Knighton. Had to. Had to. He had to kill him. He was gone, gone, gone. He had to go, Oh, gone. my God. Gone, gone, gone. It's just... Every every sentence in that story was just, like, the 
the most beautiful poem I've ever heard in my life. An Oklahoma noodler. It's just so good. <laughs> started, yes! started strong there. <laughs> the Oklahoma noodler. My favorite kind of people, even though I've never met them. <laughs> well, you know, you could write to him while he's in prison. I'm sure he'd love that. Mm. Yes. Just, I have so many noodling questions for you, sir. May I call you, sir? <laughs> Sir Noodler. <laughs> please, please. It's an absolute pleasure just embracing his hand. He's fucking he's fucking look, uh, he's fucking looking at you with one eye. <laughs> my boyfriend's just like, wait, why are you flying to Oklahoma all the time? I it's just business. Business. You know? Business. That's why I'm bringing my suitcase guy. <laughs> suitcase full of secrets. Okay. Alright, so this this next one. I got this from All Things Interesting by John Karofsky. Um, This one hits especially close to home for me. If home were where nightmares were built. Because I have a probably unrealistic fear of AI and robots in general. I don't think it's unrealistic. Oh, I hate them. Uh, they bother me. Oh, in general, in general, like, yes, is it a phobia? Just in general. Is it a phobia? I don't think it's quite a phobia. It's more of a... They're just, just the, 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 the stronger and smarter they get, the, the quicker they're going to take everything over. And would you say that the robot wars come? Would you, I'm all flesh. Would you, would you say I'm all, that I'm all flesh. I'm they're harder, better, faster, stronger? I would. I would. Yeah. In fact, yeah. 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 <laughs> it might come from growing up in a house full of people who loved sp- like sci-fi and specifically like dystopian sci-fi. But it's funny because my brother and I came out of that scenario with completely polarizing views on the situation because he loves them. He thinks it's great. And he sees nothing but the benefits that they will bring society. And all I can see is the blood and carnage. It, it's all I see. And he'll constantly send me videos from like Boston dyma- dynamics of those robots dancing. Yeah. Like, like the little dog robot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you love Well, me? wasn't there a story Do recently of a dog I robot that just, like, unleashed an assault rifle on a whole group of people? Oh, God. See? This is what I'm talking about. So, right, just like, but he'll send me fire. those those fucking videos and be like, isn't this so fucking cool? This is great. And then it's cut to me huddled in my closet with a weighted blanket, rocking back and forth, trying to convince myself that because I always say please and thank you to Alexa, that maybe she'll put in a good word for me. And maybe the ro- when the robot armies come, they won't kill me and let me live in solitude. And, you know, while the rest of the world burns, burns and dies. So, well, the joke's I mean, on you. I don't like them. Because if you have. I don't. I find them cute. I don't find them cool. They're terrifying. If you have an They're Alexa. Terrifying. If you have an Alexa talking to her, it doesn't matter. She's already heard everything else that you've said. She's heard your <laughs> blasphemous <laughs> shit. She's heard it all. She So she knows how scared I am. It's okay. <laughs> it's why. She knows I am no threat. <laughs> I, I specifically do not like Terminator, Alexa. <laughs> I think Terminator is really scary and I would like it to not happen and I would do anything for please, it to please. not happen. None of this. I think that they treated them poorly, Alexa. <laughs> Just yelling it throughout your room and your house and And I really I do realize how kind of crazy and insane that makes me sound, but at least I'm woman enough to admit how terrified I am of robots. <laughs> That's fair. No, I think it's quite reasonable. All right, so this story comes from Moscow. 
So at the Moscow Chess Open, a chess-playing robot became flustered when a seven-year-old opponent made a quick move. <laughs> it reached across the board and broke the child's finger. Stop! <laughs> a robot broke a child's finger. This is, of course, bad, <laughs> Sergei. <laughs> Sergei Lazarev, the president of Moscow Chess Federation, said, according to CNN. On the day of the incident, the robot had already played three matches before it faced Christopher, a seven-year-old chess-playing prodigy, according to The Guardian. During their match, the boy, one of the 30 best chess players in Moscow under the age of nine, reacted quickly to one of the robot's moves. NBC News reports that the robot made a, made a move, taking one of Christopher's pieces off the board. But before the robot's arm had completely withdrawn, Christopher made his next move, placing a rook upon the same square as the previous piece. The robot's arm then descended, <laughs> grabbing Christopher. Video of the incident shows the robot holding onto Christopher's finger for about 15 seconds as a woman and three men tried to help him. They were able to free him, but not before the robot broke Christopher's finger. Quote, apparently the operators overlooked some flaws. Lazarus. <laughs> this guy just coming out. <laughs> He's just coming out. Like, this, this is bad. I love chess and, you know, people. I guess they had some flaws. <laughs> the child, this is his quote still. The child made a move, and after that is necessary to give time for the robot to respond. But the boy <laughs> hurried, and the robot grabbed him. So it's just like, the fucking boy didn't follow the rules. So what do you want a robot Snap. to Snap. <laughs> Break his yeah. fucking finger. I just think Sergei. that's interesting, like, where the processing went in the robot's <laughs> mind to think that, like, this is the next logical step. How does well, Because it he didn't remove his its arm from the table, so it thought it was still me. So when a he it removed a piece, the child then placed another piece on that same square, but he didn't wait for the robot's arm to be off the table, so the arm reached out because it thought it was the piece. The piece back like, there. It was doing be... its job. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it, its turn. That makes more sense. I... Quote unquote, bunny ears wasn't technically over because its hand wasn't, so it got confused and grabbed onto the kid's finger. I, <laughs> I'm just imagining this. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the kid. Just hold, holding the finger. Because I'm sure it's just like a, 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 a bunch of bars. It's just a and, big robotic yeah, arm. Yeah. That comes down. Yeah. So Sergei Smagin, vice president of the Russian Chess Federation, agreed. Per The Guardian, he explained, quote, there are certain safety rules and the child apparently violated them. When he made his move, he did not realize he first had to wait. This is an extremely rare case, and the first I can recall. Yeah. It's just fucking victim blaming this nine-year-old kid. He didn't follow the rules. <laughs> I actually think it's he quite casual, them. because it's like, if, if this happened in America, think of just how differently it would have been worded, and how casual oh, those answers were, too. Were <laughs> oh, there's a, this is, of course bad it's my favorite just uh, we can all be in agreement here this is is not great (laughs) calling the incident a coincidence and the robot quote absolutely safe Smagin added, the robot has performed at many opens apparently children need to be warned it happens uh, it happens. This article period. Is it's really, 
these are the quotes. I mean, these people, yeah. these, these Russians that are just like, it, it broke a kid's finger. Kid, kid didn't. Kid should have known. He violated the rules. Right. Like, come on. The seven-year-old. Obviously. It happens. <laughs> the seven-year-old obviously didn't know his shit well enough. Just, ooh. Quote, we will communicate, try to sort it out, and help in any way we can, Lazarus said, according to NBC News. He added, and the robot operators apparently will have to think about strengthening protection so that such a situation does not happen again. According to The Guardian, today's robots mostly learn to complete the same basic movements. They're not necessarily programmed to watch out for human fingers when trying to navigate a chessboard. And often, this lack of nuance has resulted in human fatalities. Oh! My favorite. As The Guardian notes, Humans have died after being crushed to death by robots at automobile factories, yeah. perished under the hands of robots after the, uh, used for medical purposes, and even been run down by autonomous cars. Though Christopher was perhaps lucky that his interaction with a robot resulted in only a broken finger, one former chess champion quipped that he's been trying to raise the alarm about chess-playing robots. According to NBC, Garry Kasparov, a world chess champion who was, defend who was defeated by an IBM supercomputer in 1997, caught wind of the incident after it went viral on social media. He quipped, I tried to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to warn you. I love you. that. He's just like, oh, kid's finger got broken? I can make a joke here. <laughs> tried to warn you these fucking chess-playing robots were bad news. Back in 97. These sons of bitches. <laughs> that is exactly how Russians sound. <laughs> Russian world champion chess player. <laughs> so. Sound like they're from the, the mountains of Montana. Mm-hmm. This is my imagination. All right. You can't. This is this is my imagination. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> We're making a all right. Make rapping. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's all we do. Though. That's all we. Anyway, so <laughs> mom gets revenge on nosy neighbors using drug-addled whores and drunks. Oh my! Yeah, I love this story. So. A Michigan mom got the ultimate revenge on her nosy spying neighbors by adorning her garden with maniacal mannequins dressed as drug-addled whores, drunks, and accident victims to what? give prying eyes something else to stare at. <laughs> what the fuck? Photos of her dummy security system are going viral as fans praise her indigenous method of exacting vengeance. She said, I, I just set up the poses and laugh. She's a Flint native. Tammy, uh, I think it's Zaniga, told Kennedy News of her hilarious hobby. Indeed, the 45-year-old nurse's lawn is littered with passed-out drunkards, festooned oh people not to... Oh, fa festooned with empty beer bottles and scantily clad dirty hose posing next to signs what? warning people to what? not feed them drugs and other lewd messages. In one, I am surprised <laughs> that the cops haven't come by to tell her to you take You should it see down. some of the pictures of this. It's actually quite hilarious. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah no, I'm going to look it up. So, in one humorous scene, a ladder accident victim is sprawled atop her roof beside the star-spangled cowboy hat, like something out of a bizarro <laughs> nuclear test town. The mother of two started erecting the purposefully profane displays two years ago as a diversion. She wanted to stop being irritated by her with her nosy. She wanted to be. She wanted to stop being irritated with her nosy neighbors who allegedly spied on her while she was working. 
<laughs> Were they though? Are you ready for are you are you ready for what she does, which is my favorite part? I paint yes. garden art out of my garage and I'll make hundreds of statues. It's my hobby, explain the artist. <laughs> <laughs> I want her as what a neighbor. What does that mean? What are, like garden statues? Like I'm, um, you know, like, like when you think of uh, frogs, like yes, it was a combination of playing things. cards yeah. or something. I I'm gonna include some pictures in the up in the Instagram posts so that yes, so that because it's it is quite wonderful and she does, but she does a bunch of different things. It's just kind of her job is being an artist. She's living the dream. <clears throat> So she says, I'd be out in my garden working on art projects, and I would see blinds moving in windows. There would be pictures being taken. Along with snapping photos, the intrusive snoops would also tell her to paint with her door closed. A request the artist deemed ridiculous as she'd, as she'd been unable to breathe. So, like, she had to open up yeah. because of the way it all smelled. Those fumes, yeah. yeah. So that's when she decided to turn her artistic talents to trolling her tormentors with riffraff facilities Faci- oh. how do you pronounce that word that, that's yeah. I, I don't know what word you mean yeah so yeah <laughs> we're gonna move on from that the first one I did <laughs> I set up as a mannequin out on the porch wearing a sweater described the gleeful prankster as the, I'm reading this right from the article too also also New York Post <laughs> there you go yeah they seem to have they seem to just have a ray of ridiculous shit the neighbors were so intrigued. I heard noise outside and looked out my window. Sure enough, <laughs> they were all out there staring. Next up, she hung a dummy from her garage for a whole month. Kennedy reported. She said that the mannequin was so realistic that people would stop their cars on her block because they thought somebody needed help. Oh my god, that's amazing. I try and keep a straight face through it all, she said. I figured that if the neighbors think I'm crazy, they'll stop bothering me. <laughs> It appears her neighbors, her <gasps> oh, neighbor dissuading dummies are paying dividends. It's worked for the most part, she said. Neighbors don't really talk to me much anymore, which is kind of nice. They probably think I'm a weird mannequin lady now. I mean, well. <laughs> I mean, well. Well. <laughs> the best kind of weird mannequin lady, though. Yeah. That's, I, I couldn't think of a better kind. Right. <laughs> I, I think of oh, I think amazing. of all the all the times when they try and describe somebody creepy to you, and they always like they always somehow like to illustrate that there's some kind of mannequin body parts laying around, like a creepy person always yep. has mannequin yep. body parts laying around. Remember that movie? I mean, you um, have mannequin. I do. Kayla has mannequin body parts laying around. God, Ericy. Mm, well, mm, yeah, Ericy lived in our apartment. That was Apartments. a really cool mannequin. Apartments? No, she wasn't. Why? No. Because she was terrifying. Oh, she kept her behind the couch most of the time, didn't she? And yeah, so you drop something behind there accidentally and you're like reaching behind the couch (laughs) and like your hand just like perfectly slides on like a face and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's it's always a surprise. I would like I would just forget about her and then she would startle me again. It was it was a constant. I'm so startled. (laughs) A gas. Was a e gas. Well, by the way, by the way, our friend Michaela, she designs jewelry and does a lot of artistic things, and so that's why she had a mannequin. And I have mannequin parts because I also do artistic things, and sometimes you need to take pictures. But 
I have actual parts of humans. You do, though. So, you do, though. You do, though. You have a whole ass thumb next to your bedside, which I find It's remarkable. not a whole thumb. Okay, it's, it's not like a, a whole... thumb cap. It's a whole ass thumb, you know. It's <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's... it's inter- I don't know where my dad's thumb has been. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, all right, all right, continuing. The mannequin maven for one, says that she's having a blast with the gag, describing what's really bad is that now I seize every opportunity. Whenever I see them outside, I feel the need to set up the mannequins. I get excited to see them now. It's not even normal. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's acknowledging Yeah, it. no, she's enjoying this. The sight of her spying neighbors used to make her blood boil. However, now the giddy gal says she's looking out my window to see their reactions to my mannequins, adding, I am having so much fun with this. <laughs> that's amazing now two I, years of, and she's still feeling this way that's awesome yeah she's living the dream now i can't even be mad at them because they've got to put up with me <laughs> yeah. who's who says she says that the only problem is freaking out at the repair people or that it's freaking out the repair people <laughs> she said the hardest part was whenever i had somebody come over to install uh or was when she had somebody come over to install a water softener and she explained that the doll uh, lateral. She she explained the doll lateral damages. I'd forgotten to tell them that I had mannequins set and not to be alarmed. Oh my god! So she has like a whole. I'm imagining that she's a whole ass basement full of these just mannequins and mannequin parts. And people better are just, described yeah. as hoes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's dirty. <laughs> they're hose. just going down there, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> Oh my! She said, "I don't know. I don't know what you film in your basement. I don't want to know." <laughs> she said, "Show me." She said they'd show up and they'd be like, "Oh my god! I didn't know what to think. I thought I had to save somebody." <laughs> <gasps> oh yeah, she's a nurse. Oh, and she's not stopping her antics anytime soon. Most recently putting up two ladies of the evening in spangly miniskirts and a gaudy cutoff top that displays their midriffs. The inventive artist even posted signs that read, A dirty hoe is a happy hoe, and please do not feed the whores drugs. Jesus! (laughs) This lady! This isn't the first time somebody's put their dummy where their mouth is. To a hilarious effect, a New Jersey dentist, Wayne Wayne Gangi or Ganji, faced backlash over the years for decking out his dental office lawn with scandalous mannequins sporting sultry holiday-themed attire. A titillating tradition sparked controversy in April 2019 when an offended neighbor used scissors to dismantle what she deemed to be disgusting for an Easter display, featuring dummies and bunny ears, lingerie, and fishnets. The damage cost Ganji between $500 and $1,000, he said, and, he, and prompted him to file a restraining order against the self-righteous vandal, whom he called a pimple on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> The incident also ignited a ver- a veritable holy war with some deeming the Playboy Bunny sacrilegious, while others, including Clifton's mayor, calling it free speech is- a free speech issue. However, the dentist told the Post he never intended to attack Easter and that it was only a spoof. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh. a good one. That's a that's a gem. Oh you should God. see. There are so many pictures of these mannequins. I need to look it up. <laughs> what what's her name? Um so her name is Oh, I, I had it right up top here as I was reading. Yep. 
my very beginning. A Michigan mom. Tammy Zuniga. Z-U-N-I-G-A. Zuniga? Zuniga? Tammy Zuniga. Mm Oh, my God. Right. This is so ridiculous. Oh my gosh, she's she looks like not like in a bad way. Like she just definitely looks like that that kind of person that of course like yes, she is this person that is doing this. Of course she is. <laughs> she she's having a damn good time. A jolly good she, time. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. I I just had to see him. I had to. We'll post some pictures <laughs> too for you guys. All right. So this is my last one. And this is by Margaret Osborne, and this is from August 1st, so just a couple just a couple days ago. Scientists use dead spiders as claw machines. Spider corpses turned into robots sounds like a far-fetched plotline of a B-horror movie, but researchers from Rice University have created just that, dead wolf spiders that can be used as machines to pick up and put down objects. <laughs> I hate it. That's incredible. I love it. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. In a paper published in Advanced Science, researchers have dubbed the use of biotic materials as robotic components, necrobots, necrobotics. So, like, necro... Yeah, yeah, you get it. They say this area of research could be used... No, necrobotics. Arachna-necrobot. Arachna-necrobot. I can do better. I know. Can, I know we can do better. It's all I'm saying. I know we can do better. Necrobots is terrifying to me. Really? It doesn't. It's just like it sounds like dead. Are you serious? It will. It, 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 it's all a bunch of Frankenstein's monsters. That's all it is. Is like making robotic. But it doesn't attach like, the dead arachnid aspect to, to it. It doesn't make you think. Yeah, but that, they're not going to stop at just spider. That's the thing. That's what the, oh, this whole like research. Oh, this thing. is the umbrella term. Mm, How very mm-hmm. comforting. Yeah, they have dubbed the use of biotic materials as robotic components, necrobotics. Okay. See? So they say this area of research could be used to create biodegradable grippers for very small objects, because apparently we need that. Quote, we understand that many people are put off by the sight of a spider, but from an engineering point of view, the spider's mechanism of movement is very interesting. Faye Yap, a mechanical engineer at Rice and lead author of the paper, tells Tony Hotran from the Daily Beast, quote, it definitely warrants taking a closer look at these creatures and learning from them. The research began in 2019 when the scientists noticed a dead spider curled up in their lab. Wondering why spiders always die with their legs in that position, you know, curled up yeah. to like the center it, of their body. Yeah. yeah. Yap and her colleagues did a quick search and discovered that spiders have a hydraulic pressure system that controls their limbs. Quote, spiders do not have mm, anatogonistic, anatogonistic, sure, muscle pairs like biceps and triceps in humans. Yap ex- explains in a university statement. Quote, they only have flexor muscles, which allow their legs to curl in, and they extend them outward by hydraulic pressure. When they die, they use the ability to actively pressurize their bodies. That's why they curl up. At the time, we we were thinking, oh, this is super interesting. We wanted to find a way to leverage this mechanism. 
To create their gripper, researchers stuck a needle into the internal valves of the spider's hydraulic chamber, created a seal with superglue, and attached a syringe to the other end. By puffing small amounts of air through the syringe, the scientists could extend and retract the spider's legs. Oh, that's fascinating. So just little puffs of air. They were able to make it. So the dead spiders could pick up more than 130% of their own body weight and last through a thousand open closed cycles. Per the paper, without, per the paper, without any kind of coating on the corpse, the spiders only remained functional for two days because dehydration made their joints brittle. The researchers experimented with a beeswax coating and found it could slow the loss of the spider's mass. The Rice team says necrobotic grippers could also have multiple applications, including for the assembly of things like microelectronics and for collecting specimens. Because the necrobotic gripper has inherent compliance and camouflage capabilities, we envision that we can deploy it in a scientific field, Yap tells the Daily Beast. For example, to capture and collect small insects and other live specimens without damaging them. They say future research could include exploring different types of coatings for the spiders, experimenting with moving each leg individually and studying different species like smaller spiders and whip scorpions. And while the paper may conjure nightmare-inducing images of robotic zombie spiders for some, co-author Daniel Preston, a professor of mechanical engineering at Rice, clarifies that their research doesn't actually qualify as reanimation. Because I guess technically it's not thinking for itself that a human is controlling the, you know, the actual function of it. Mm-hmm. That that's it's not technically reanimation. Well, that's so true. Yes, lo- yes, yes. Because it's like a puppet at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Despite looking like it might have come back to life, we are certain that it's not inanimate. We are certain that it is inanimate. Preston says in a statement, "It's providing us with something really useful." And you may be wondering why researchers settled on wolf spiders for their experimentation. After all, couldn't any spider body do? And that is kind of like a yes and no question. Because you see, wolf spiders were a natural choice because of their ability to lift much heavier objects than themselves. Moreover, they have microscopic hairs on their legs, which translate to plenty of extra gripping power. Mm -hmm. And these biological advantages make wolf spiders the ideal creatures to pick up everything from irregularly shaped meshes to fragile electronic components, and even those previously mentioned dead wolf spider bodies. So they actually did use them to pick up other dead wolf spiders in one of their tests. Which, is just Which makes sense weird. because wolf spiders the are dead the jumping with spiders, the dead. you know, and so they oh, they need to be able to they're... grip a surface quickly. Aren't they poisonous too? Like, um, I'm pretty sure wolf. No, but they are. bite. They're not poisonous, but they bite. I thought they had like not deadly poisonous, but I thought they were like had some type of poison. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Probably am. Um, ba ba ba. So these biological advantages make wolf spiders the ideal creatures to pick up everything from the irregularly shaped mesh- uh, meshes, fragile electronic components, and even the dead wolf spiders. Daniel Preston, senior author of the study, notes, Our work here presents the first step in this new avenue of research, which we ex- expect will extend to locomotion of necrobots by independently articulating each leg of the spider. But, yeah, so... That's dope. That's that's interesting. Not to everybody know. is yeah super excited about it, but it is a it is a thing. So wolf spiders don't pose a threat to people. It's possible that to, you're allergic to them uh, or their venom, but they're not poisonous. Since they are large, their bite can be painful. If you have mild pain, swelling, or itchiness around the bite, it shouldn't last long. I've been bitten by them before. 
We have a bunch of them here in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, maybe it was just because I had, there was somebody I, who I was growing up with who got bit like on the back. It was in his shoe when he put his foot in and like he had a really bad reaction. Yeah, so maybe totally he could. was just allergic to it. I remember. Instead of we, them being. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember being uh, sweeping like with one of those large floor brooms at one of the houses I used to work at and there was a wolf spider in the floor and I just remember like approaching it with the broom. And I was just more or less curious about it. And I remember it putting up its two front legs and like sticking up its upper body and was Ugh. it was like fighting. It was like fighting the, the broom and it was like trying the to broom. come at the broom. And I just wanted to like, I shifted the broom around and I was just kind of going to push it out the back door. And it just kept fighting it. It just kept hitting it with its front with its front legs. And I thought it was fascinating. Uh, yeah. Uh, scary little bastard. everything about it. I love And my whole thought, body feels weak now after talking about it do you ever have yeah exactly exactly like i can't hold up my shoulders i feel that way when i think about (laughs) falling like from our heights like when i think about falling Mm. from a large a large uh a large height or high high, a tall height a high height jesus (laughs) i'm not together today heights never used to bother me until like until i was like 19 20 and then all of a sudden it's just I don't mind like roller coasters or things that I'm strapped into or something bring me like I don't mind a plane or anything like that but if it's just me and like a bar in front of me that's the only thing stopping me I'm oh it's that every like everybody has it I feel like that irrational thought of just like what if my body just all of a sudden just walks off the edge or you know like I, I'm just always my knees start shaking and just can't yeah oh, that's very weird have you ever watched a movie and you see somebody from a tall height and depending on like like Depending on the situation, do you feel it in your legs? Mm. I have a few times. That's never bothered me too much. I get weak in the knees. Like, same with you. Like, I- I've never had the yeah. fear that I'm just going to walk off. But I-, I remember standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon, like, a little a little too close, like most tourists do. And just having that thought of, if I fall down right now, everything looks like a painting below me. It doesn't even look real. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so vast. And the human mind is, is still not really able to... The eye is not able to really process everything it's seeing. I would watch a bird fly down in, and it would just sort of disappear. And it hadn't yeah. even touched the treetops yet, and it felt like it was going forever. And I just remember standing there on the edge and that weak knee feeling, and I knew that I couldn't stand there for very long. And I was like, what if I just fall right now? I, how long would I be falling for? What would this be like? How, well, how would it feel like to see all of that coming towards me? Yeah. It was just oh, a scary feeling. Oh. Serene terror. Yeah, I actually used to have uh, <laughs> fever dreams about things like that. That I was walking out to the edge of a ledge, but there was nothing but like sky above me and sky below me. And I was on like a, you know, like an X Men. You know, I was on like a long, long ledge. And what would end up happening is I, I was this this happened a lot when I was a kid and like a young teenager. Um, I would like end up walking into my parents' room and just sort of standing at the end of the bed. You know, like all fucking weird like mm-hmm. and just but I wasn't really there I was like hallucinating because my brain was cooking You're creepy my bro- You're a creepy kid I was a creepy kid but there were a couple <laughs> there were a couple hallucinations I would have and it would it would be an indicator like okay well now she's got to go to the fucking hospital because she's dehydrated and because when I used to get sick I never ate or drank and no matter how much people could force me and I Jesus. always ended up dehydrated and so I always ended up with a fever and I had, like I said, those those stress dreams and those fever dreams were insane. I'll never forget most of them. I don't think I ever, I've had, maybe I have, but I don't remember ever. I've had horrible nightmares, 
that plagued me for like years at a time but never like that insane hallucination and like dream from a fever like, yeah i nuts. i had another uh, my first one i recall was waking up to my parents like holding me like we're like trying to pull me down because <laughs> i'm not gonna say the full aspect of this story but i was i ran i was like in fourth grade i had ran into the bathroom and I was climbing up the edge of the bathtub. Like, like I was climbing up the wall. Like, I kept, I ran towards mm-hmm. the edge of the bathtub. And I just was, like, trying to climb up the wall. And I was screaming that somebody was coming after me. That was, something was chasing me. And yeah. both my parents Creepy were in the bathroom kid. trying to be like, okay, calm down, calm down. But I just kind of, when I came to, that's, I just remember scratching and crawling at the wall. The last one I ever had, though, I had one about oh I had God. one about Legos. I had one about falling into, um, like, um, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of boxes, uh, and like not being able to crawl out. Uh, but the the last one I remember, this one was actually quite funny. This is just a good story. My dad realized I was starting to get a fever, and he's like, "I need to, we need to go to the hospital. You're probably getting dehydrated." And so I'm in the car, and we're crossing the the Margaret Chase Smith Bridge there in Skowhegan. Yep. And I'm I'm fine. I'm alert. I'm oriented. I remember seeing the lights. It was super dark outside. And I just remember like, you know that feeling, that sensation that your your feet are getting numb? Mm-hmm. Or like when your extremities are getting numb, that tingling sensation? Well, uh, what was happening is my my legs and my feet were just going numb. My circulation was was fucked. I just wasn't doing very well. And I remember looking down at my feet and I could see a bunch of like creatures but they were vienna sausages with toothpicks for arms and legs <laughs> and they were stabbing me and that's why i was feeling those little pricks oh. was was because like i was like and i just remember like Dude. kicking them i just remember kicking Is this them. normal it was it stopped after that it was but the doctor said it was all I don't fever think related this is normal are you sure <laughs> i have never heard of anything like my this parents would absolutely life. validate this 100 percent. oh my god no i yeah. believe you but that, it's not no i don't come from a place of I doubt just, I, just, I just thought it was normal <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I've never experienced but anything like that. I remember kicking them. And I dehydrated myself and I tried on purpose. To, I tried. Why would you do that on purpose? I will tell you after you finish. Oh. Well, I tried to jump out the window, but like not in a dramatically successful way. Obviously, the window was like rolled up and it was like a, a rolly window down. There was no electric oh, windows. And I just remember trying to like, it was cracked enough because it was air coming in. And I was trying to like pull the window down as these creatures were just like climbing up my leg. But it's really just poor circulation was the whole my thing. God. Yeah. It's just poor circulation. Jesus. So. Yeah. Okay. So I did not. I. My dad and I got into an argument and he said, or it wasn't even really an argument. It wasn't an argument at all. He just like made the comment that somebody would die if they didn't drink water for seven days. And I was just like, fat chance. <laughs> I'm like nine years old. I know better. Challenge and accepted, so like, dad. Yep. And like, I didn't tell anybody. I just did it. I just was testing and I didn't drink anything. I didn't drink milk. And if like back in the day, especially growing up, like not drinking milk was that was my life. I lived off of milk. The fact that you stopped is, an, is is. I was trying to test a theory, and I was wrong, and I ended up getting brought to my sister's when she still lived, I think, in New Hampshire, at the time, or Massachusetts. I can't remember, and 
all of a sudden I like fell down her stairs and she brought me to the hospital and I was delirious because I had gone like four days, four or five days. Like I was a solid amount of time where they had, she had to bring me to the hospital so I could get fluids pumped into me because I had completely dehydrated myself to like, I don't even remember the thought process that's what this. that's what I'm like so, that entire thing. I don't yeah. remember why I thought that was a good idea. I it wasn't even like to like my dad and I have a great relationship. It wasn't like I was trying to like prove I I don't know what what I don't know what I was thinking. Um but I was wrong and <laughs> it was bad. I was yeah. I, I but I wasn't hallucinating, but it felt like I was drunk or just out of my mind and I was you know, before I knew what drunk was. It was, it was nuts. You were nuts. dehydrated, but did you have a fever? No. Ah. Uh, so pair that with, a, just dehydrated. Pair, pair that with like 100 and 304 temps, like that kind of fever. I, so, yeah. And I got dehydrated all the time. I would always end up in the hospital with an IV. It doesn't, it didn't, it stopped happening. I think it stopped happening before I got to high school, you know, and you're probably just always dehydrated, and then having a bit of a fever made it even worse. I know. It was a time, though. I do remember everything very vividly, those dreams. I'll never forget them. <gasps> but I also remember my parents' reaction when I finally would come to, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Scaring the shit out of me and your father. <laughs> <laughs> just like a child in the darkness looking at them like I'm about to ah. murder them. Yeah, I don't think any of that's normal. I'm so, I've I I also grew up with other children, and I've never heard of this. There was a period life. of time where they had to. Um, I used to. My parents rented a house that was at one point a duplex, and my sister and I lived in the upstairs, and they had to move me downstairs into like a spare room because I was sleepwalking so much. Oh my god! I I'm frightened if that ever happens again. I I've slept I sleep eat I sleep eat, but not like all the time anymore. But there have been times like in the past. It was like. Five or six years, there's been like of like one to three times when somebody's like, "Did you wake up in the middle of the night and make yourself a sandwich?" And I'm like, "No." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This I I swear that like, you ate ravioli. <laughs> and the next day you were like, "No, dude, I definitely didn't." Okay, and then we like could not figure out. Who the fuck? <laughs> she, I'm pretty sure she still thinks to this day that I crawled into her bed. It must and have ate. been me. It must, it must have been a thing. It, I don't know. But I remember. I remember. But the thing is, is that I, I'm never successful at it. And so there would have been some kind of like. So the sandwiches always seem to be the thing. Like I'll always have out the, the bread. I'll leave the, the condiments out. I'll leave the meats and the cheeses. It's all just left out on the counter. And it's open. The fridge might be cracked, hell even. And just like, there might not even be any food eaten. It's just like a half made sandwich. Or sometimes I'll bring it into the bedroom and put it next to the bedside. And it's just there when I wake up in the morning. But most of the time, it's just shit left on the counter. So I think I'm making a sandwich and then like eating it in the corner like a rat in the darkness. And. <laughs> these are all reasons these are all reasons to be my friend guys (laughs) it's amazing yeah everybody does that i mean it can't be that uncommon i can't i'm not an anomaly i'm not special if anybody is the rat in the corner eating the eating the sandwich oh speaking of that mm-hmm. i know we have to finish but i've come home for the past three days and my cat has 
had a dead mouse on the floor. But the saddest part is, is the first mouse was like obviously the mother or the father. And it's been two oh, baby no. mice every day since. Oh. Like little ones. Oh. He's brutal. Much. No, Gandalf. Gandy's? Oh, no. Oh, he's... Mojo ain't doing shit. She's not getting paid for it. She's got that mindset. Like, yeah, no, she ain't. Getting- Ramsey Ramsey doesn't even go after bugs. Vision <laughs> is the first cat I've ever owned that actually like. Yeah, Mo- out of the two, he, he he actually killed a mouse finally. Oh, so you have mice? We have this little thing that we plug into the wall now that has like it like beeps like. Oh, it's so like a sonic emitter of away. some kind. Yeah. But after he killed the first mouse, we were he was, like, hunched down by one of our heaters in our kitchen and was just, like, looking under, you know, the the heater there that's attached to the floorboards. And I finally, I got down on, on my stomach and looked under there. And sure enough, two, like, fucking beady eyes just staring out at me. So there are many, or I, multiple, at least. I don't know how many. But they, I haven't seen any trace of them. I've never seen the, they've, there's never been any, like, any trace of them other than just a dead body. <laughs> other than a corpse. <laughs> a wet corpse. Are yours, okay are yours wet? Mine are always wet. Yes, always. Always. They lick the shit out of them. Oh. Xanthius used to, like, chew off and eat everything but the butt and leave <gasps> all of, like, the innards. Kintaro, remember? Remember when <laughs> I came yeah. home that day? I had a 30-pound orange, like, long-haired Maine Coon cat. Oh, oh Gorgeous. What a man. 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 <sighs> Gotta say it again, you know? Oh, it's so good. But I remember coming home and there was just the lower half of a, like, exploded. So you, it was on the, yes. it was on its belly. It had the splooted legs back and the intestines and, like, the body yep. parts were, were coming out of it unbroken. Like, somehow my cat just in one, yes. and he's, he was a, he, had a, he was a Maine Coon, big one. And he would just chomp down, it can't be more than twice or three times, it was a pretty clean bite, and left organs intact. That's how little he chewed yep. on it. Yep. And I just remember being so repulsed and depressed. I don't I don't enjoy it at all. I came down to sit at the di- like our dining room table for breakfast, and I put my foot down right into some guts, and I was like, oh. Right into a cat butt, I mean into a mouse butt, just first thing in the morning, just... And then look at, look at your cat and you buster it. Oh, you're hungry. Xanthius would, he was born outside and he was, you know, he'd catch birds out of midair. Yeah, he, he was, was he was a, a and hunter. he was, he, yeah, until he went missing for about three months. And then he finally came limping back to us with a broken jaw and like broken legs full of bird pellets because somebody shot him, but he made it back. And after that, he was an indoor cat. <laughs> he's like he's like telling his stories like like he <laughs> like he's he had Bilbo ice Baggins. cold breath and like lost a couple teeth and he would just like his lips would get stuck on his teeth and would sit behind you on the couch and just breathe this ice cold cat breath down your neck and just <laughs> <laughs> he was a tuxedo cat with like bright green eyes oh my god he was amazing i've never experienced the cold loveliest cat in the world nobody has it was so weird he was such a weirdo oh. so handsome he was so a very good. handsome so boy. snuggly he loved people but yeah did you have another news story i did I have one more oh god okay but it's okay it's about an oh. animal and it's quick so uh 
Yes. So Mother Nature did her best here. Uh, crab with human teeth shocks the internet. What? The internet is having a collective freakout over a bizarre deep sea crab that sports humanesque teeth, as if it's outfitted with dentures. A photo of the dentally endowed ocean de- denizen is currently making a splash online. Crabs, still, there's something attractive and repulsive about them. Mother Nature did her best, reads the caption of the creepy photo. It was posted earlier this oh, month it is creepy. by Roman uh, uh, Federsov, a Norwegian trawlerman stationed off Russia who photographs the nightmarish creatures that he's ensnared accidentally while trawling for fish. Some of these, some of the Martian bycatch, which uh, he uploaded for his more than six, uh, six thousand five hundred and six hundred thousand and fifty two, six hundred and fifty two thousand. There you go. My God. Doing great. Followers has included bearded sea dragons, anglerfish and other ocean dwellers straight out of the Jacques Cousteau's night terror. Yeah, it is quite fascinating. Yeah, anglerfish. Yeah, they are creepy looking. Are they not? Are they not? Nice. Nice. But the true... (laughs) But the true... But the true last surprise uh, story that I have is actually a one-liner here, folks. This one just... This one one had me off my rocker when I first saw it, and this was what kind of inspired me to just want to write down random news articles that I find... Just the titles online. The headlines sometimes really are enough to draw you in. That's the curse. Sonic workers find an absolute nightmare behind the fry machine. Just that title. Sonic workers find an absolute nightmare behind the fry machine. And it was just a big-ass snake. That's it. It was just one big, big-ass snake just behind the fry machine. But the article was, like, in all bolds, and it was, like, massive. And it was just, like, monster behind the machine. I, re- I had to click on it, too, because I, I thought it, it could have been the old Krabby Patty. I, well, I was just thinking about when I posted your nasty gross blisters yes. that you got you, to Reddit that, and somebody you, was is like, that post oh, still up? It might be. Oh, we should bring that one it, back. It must be. <laughs> and just, oh, her legs look like that Krabby Patty that Squidward found <laughs> behind the grill. You should put NSFW. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, somebody got really upset that I didn't flare it. Not safe for her. <laughs> And I just remember being like, this is my body. This is my body. <laughs> it was fucked, though. It was fucked. I, uh, it was fucked. I had a terrible reaction to hogweed. Some people don't have reactions. Other people have tremendous reactions. Um, I accidentally fell into a little, a little short bush of it, but I had no idea that I fell into it. It was growing along the street of my folks' house. And it took about seven days, and it started itching, and I thought... Oh, you know, I just came in contact with something. I went to the doctor immediately just to make sure. And they were like, oh, honey, it's just contact dermatitis is all they kept telling me. And they're like, well, you probably came in contact with poison ivy and it did something. And I'm like, well, I've never been allergic to poison ivy, but okay, here we go. And literally, so the first seven days I had those signs. And then four days after that, I, my legs were almost unrecognizable. Like they were. Oh my God. Like it was. It looked like I had walked through fire. It was between I my actually, toes there, and the bottom of my feet. It was all the way up my ankles. It went up past my knees. I couldn't walk. It was insane. 
My mom brought you a wheelchair. I legit was driving around my house in a little powered wheelchair. I powered that son of a bitch right up. I had a little fan on it and everything. It's insane. It was some of the grossest things I've ever seen before, but like fascinating. Like I wasn't repulsed by it. Like, oh, don't show me. It was just like, wow. I remember being in the, in the room with the doctors and they had to bring in other doctors. At one point there were six people in a room with me and <laughs> two of them had come from a different state and for the appointment. I remember having to, I couldn't wear shoes because my feet were just so swollen with like blisters and like the whole, my whole body had just swollen. They were up. like inches high. They yeah. weren't like little blisters. They were like big sacks with like yes. air bubbles in them, and you could see the fluid like sloshing, like past, in your skin, like Pastulio from Zim, some from Invader Zim. Remember Pastulio? Yes, the zit on the side of his face. Look into Pastulio's eyes. Those were all over my lower half. It was, it was humiliating to be honest with you. But I couldn't drive. I had to have. My, oh my god, I'll never forget when my cat, I had to, the bathroom windows open because it was in the heat of the summer like it is right now. And so imagine being in these, this type of temperature and just feeling yeah. that kind of discomfort. And I remember my cat fell out the window at my oh. apartment. It was the first floor. And I was like, oh no, he's going to walk into traffic. And I had my busted ass naked body lifted up. Like I had to lift up out of the bathtub, strap a towel around me and literally limp out of my house in the downtown area that I lived in to go grab my cat. Like and I'm a big girl. And so the towel didn't even go all the way around me. And I, you know, I had low, I looked like I, I looked like I was just some kind of a mutant freak <laughs> limping. So lumbering with a cat like like ang not angrily but like I, I there was I was in a lot of pain so I'm just gripping onto my cat as best as I can as I'm just dragging one of my feet behind me like some fucking kind of lumbering monster oh god I'll never forget it no it wasn't nobody was walking around but I know people were in their houses they were there they were there oh but it, it's it just like if I were driving in that town <laughs> like I didn't know you and I just saw that I would have been like yep yep <laughs> we're in Waterville <laughs> it was a time man and oh, it was God. it was rough it took and then the scarring lasted for months but it's all gone away now I, I I'm like shocked that you aren't more scarred I know they you. were like oh don't worry it'll go away and I'm like I'm like I literally will God, it? it is so hard will to it <laughs> I thought I was going to be disfigured for the rest of my life. My God, I can't. Oh. I wear dresses. It kind of looks like the residue the now. of like bubbles, like if bubbles popped on you. Yeah, like the residue of like a bubble. Real life giant massive bubbles. It is shocking how like almost perfectly circular some of them are. You should find that picture on Reddit and send it back to me. I those think were on, it was on my other account. Oh, those so were on my old phone. It. Those are that's another gem that I lost. Oh yeah, so many pictures, so many pictures from that day. Oh, that was I okay. took a lot of good ones too. I took I took some gems, bro. Some gems. I I know you were going crazy with the pictures. It was great. Made it me so I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about taking pictures. It's like your 18th birthday all over again. <laughs> I will never get over the rage that I feel about losing all of the pictures for my 18th birthday. It's like that all a, over a, again, though. A realistic sa like lightsaber. I have Darth Maul's lightsaber. Not Darth Maul. 
I have Vader's lightsaber and it was in the pitch dark of night and we have a pretty big lawn at my house growing up and just one person would have the lightsaber and all of the rest of the, you know, the people that were there at the party would just try and tackle and take the lightsaber away from the person that was holding it. And when you're holding it, it's so bright near your face that you can only see like a foot or two in front of you and the rest is just pitch darkness so you don't see people until they're right up on you and then you just whack them really freaking hard and it makes the noise of the like vroom, <laughs> just in the night just just bashing in people oh it was great we all ended up getting hit a lot of times and it's just i was a good time. i, t- I and i singing, took the photographs lots of show tunes so many photographs so many beautiful photographs. All gone. They're all just gone. Anyways. Uh, anyways. All right. Karma well. Is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Karma is a bitch, ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't it, guy? <laughs> ain't it, guy? You know. Guy. You know. Anyways. Oh my god. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us and listening to these weird news stories. We are gonna be coming at you with some pretty awesome stuff in the future. And thank you for sticking around, laughing with us, learning some stuff, being terrified of robots. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, please feel free to reach out to contagiouscuriositypod at gmail.com if you want to just say hey, or you have any suggestions on stories or anything you want to say, just shoot us an email. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram as well, uh, Kat and Laney. That's K A T A N D L A N E Y. Uh, same on Twitter as well. We try and keep up on those as much as possible. Um, and if you do follow us on Instagram, we do appreciate you and we are seeing what you are doing. And thank you so much for being there and supporting us all, all along. Some of you from the beginning. Today. Yes. So appreciate you. Absolutely. And yeah, can't wait to bring you another show, bring you more stuff and have a good night. We love you. Yeah. Babaloo. Cheers. A jiffy is an actual measure of time.